everybody. Welcome to Muscle Science for Women. It's where we talk about muscles, a little bit of science, a lot about women, a lot about women. <laughs> that honestly, hands down, best intro we've done so far. Factual, Nailed it. efficient. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I'm your host, Ashley. That's your host, Rachel. And Hello. Rachel was just asking me about my plans this weekend offline. And then she was like, we should probably just be recording this because you're talking about interesting stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, by the time this comes out, I will be back from this trip, but I'm taking a very quick trip to Maryland and also New York, but I'll be in New York for like 18 hours, which is enough for me to do some damage, but you know, not <laughs> there for very long. Um, but I'm visiting a friend who I have not met in real life. His name is Bill Schindler. He's been on the podcast. He wrote a book called eat like a human. Um, and he, one of the, one of the very cool things that he does and that he studied in his work is sort of ancient traditional practices of making food. So he travels all over the world, learning from folks about how to make foods in ways that are kind of becoming extinct because they, they aren't necessarily being passed along or they aren't being practiced as much anymore because, you know, pretty much anybody from any culture um, can probably think of things that maybe their grandparents made and they would spend all day in the kitchen on a Sunday and making these amazing meals. And that stuff just kind of happens less and less, I think, in our culture where everything we're doing has to be quick and easy and efficient. And that's just not the way um, food preparation and food making has been throughout history. So he knows all of these cool ways of making food. And one of the things he does um, at his restaurant in Maryland, Modern Stone Age Kitchen, is he, it seems like, I haven't tried it yet, has perfected the art of sourdough and fermented bread and fermented baked goods. And he has stuff like fermented sourdough croissants and croissant wow. bread and all the stuff that is just like, it looks so good. And he makes other stuff like fermented butter, like everything basically can be fermented. And if it can be, it kind of should be for like health reasons. So mm -hmm. that's something I'm going to learn a bit more about while I'm there. We're going to make some stuff together. My, um, co-author of Carnivore-ish, Beth Lipton, is coming with me because oh, I, figured awesome. I gotta go through New York anyway. So Beth, yeah. come with. Let's have a let's have a good time. So I'm very excited Jealous. about this trip. Yeah, I'm very Can excited. Can you send about this me trip. some of your creations? I will send you videos of me just being like, mmm, sourdough, so good. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Because you know well, what you, I'm jealous yeah. of? I'm jealous of you living in a place that isn't mm. covered in four feet of snow. So we're we're balancing the scales this weekend. Well, you'd be surprised. It's been raining for the last like yeah. three days straight. And thank God for this walking pad that I got because it is an absolute game changer. Right. I had like 10,000 steps before 10 a.m. today. It was great. And you'd be like going nuts otherwise not yeah. being able to go outside. And How bad yeah. is it where you are? Because I know there's like some parts of California that are literally, I don't know if it was like LA that was really bad, but there are places that are like literally yeah. being flooded. Yeah, it's it's where I am specifically, it's not bad, but like the places towards the beach and stuff like that, there's like a lot of flooding happening. Um, so yeah, it, it sucks, but it is yeah. what it is. We can't it control it, but... Is. It, we did have a break today. I was actually, before we got on to podcast, um, I was at my second job. Have I told you about this? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, my second job, um, which is really just for fun. <laughs> and okay. the perk is that, yeah, I get a little money for it, but it's really not. I, um, I joined Rover, the dog walking 
uh, hmm. app thing cool. a little while ago. And so I have like a standing client every Wednesday. Um, and I literally just have like one client and it's literally one time a week. Or if I want to do more, I can. But yeah, I just go walk her. She lives in the neighborhood and it's her name. She's really cute. Her name's Kaya. She's a little puppy. Um, but it That's... stopped raining for our walk. So it was great. Yeah. That is adorable. Is this like, <laughs> like Uber, like Uber Eats kind of, but for dogs, dog walking? Sorry. Um, yeah. So Rover, there's, I think Rover and there's another app that's popular, but Rover is the most popular and they have it all over the country. Um, and you literally just sign up and I use it for Lilo. Like when I travel, we have like our sitters through Rover. Um, and yeah, it's basically like an Uber app for dog walking or sitting or whatever, like all of that that's stuff. So it's cool. So cool. And I mean, listen, I love the idea of doing things that you want to do that make you happy. And like, maybe you get a couple bucks for doing it. Like, exactly. why not? That's yeah. amazing. Well, that's when so I like cool. tone, yeah. Like when I tone down um, some stuff, cause this thing too, we talk about this all the time. Like we, me and you have spent years grinding to build our businesses. Right. And so now we're at a point where it's like, okay, like we, we've done the all nighters. We've done like the I don't even know how many hours per week. And so now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I have a, a good business. I have clients that are coming in, staying. Um, so I have some extra time like to do stuff that I want to do. And I was like, I'm going to be walking anyway. And if there's people in the neighborhood who need their dog walk, like why not do it? And it's actually, I get paid like 18 bucks to take this dog on a walk. An adorable puppy. Uh, around yeah. the block. Like it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, and again, it's not for the money. It's like, yeah, maybe I have a little more cash for like fun stuff, like in my fun fund, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's really just, yeah, it's, it's fun. And then you also meet the humans of the dogs. And so that's like, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, you make friends. But then also I have some, some other potential like nutrition clients coming from that. So it's all about the networking side of things. But yeah, um, it's fun. Um, I love yeah. that. I think that's so cool. Um, since we're talking about just stuff that we're doing with our day, I can, <laughs> I can tell you, yeah, since we need to catch up that I did, I think I probably told you maybe this offline, we don't talk about it much here because it has nothing to do with wellness or health, but I, um, you know, I have this sort of like little side passion project, my jewelry company and the barbells that I created, whatever. I signed up for a metal smithing class, like a jewelry making class. Um, and I went to my first class a couple days ago and I've taken, I've done this work before. Like I know the, the general sort of ins and outs of how to make jewelry from scratch, but I haven't done it in a long time. And one of the things that for anybody who's into jewelry, maybe wouldn't know that it's a really, really high barrier to entry as a hobby because to make jewelry. And I'm not talking about like beading earrings. I'm talking mm -hmm. about like making a ring from scratch. You need an insane amount of equipment that is extremely expensive. So you don't just like do this for fun at home. Like you need to commit yeah. yourself or you need to rent out a studio space and like do it. So anyway, so that's sort of my, like, I'm like entering back into that in, in a way that is allowing me to be creative and use my brain for something that isn't mm -hmm. work. And I get to leave my that. house and, and I get to make stuff and I'm super excited about it. And it's so much fun. Um, awesome. yeah. And I get to like use my hands in a way that I don't get to do a lot in, uh, I love that other areas of my life. So anyway, well, I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. Keep me posted while we're on the subject of jewelry before we, yes. we are going to answer some questions today. Don't worry. I do have a quick <laughs> question for you because I literally just did this this morning. So, yeah. um, 
I was on Amazon the other day and something popped up, of course, and I'm on Amazon every day. Amazon, please like stop taking all of my money, but at the same time, keep taking all my money because huh. you're amazing. Um, I bought this. Uh, I wear a mouth guard at night, like a, a thing to kind of because sometimes I'll grind my teeth mm-hmm. and I was like, this thing needs to be cleaned ASAP. Um, so I bought one of those like ultrasonic little boxes where you just yes. put water in and then turn it on and it like shakes it. And yeah. I used it this morning on the mouth guard and I was like, gross, first of all, but awesome at the same time. Yes. Because <laughs> um, like the water afterwards, when you finish it, it's like all there. There's like stuff. Our in mouths it, are disgusting. Like, yeah. like just. Um, yeah. So then I looked at the thing and it was like, you can also do jewelry. And I've, I've known that. So I just I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to just put a bunch of my jewelry in it and see what happens. And I did it this morning. And like the stuff is completely like brand new almost some of the stuff like shiny and literally it's just water and like the yeah. whatever the ultrasonic thing is so i was curious yeah. if you've done that or used one of those before well yeah i mean those machines in a lot of like jewelry stores or places like the the cleaning mechanism the polishing mechanism is literally just a large ultrasonic machine it's just like a bigger version um mm-hmm. i don't personally have one of those. Although now that you're saying it, it has kind of been on my like list. I have like a a small list of like not super expensive stuff that I want to like start buying Mm -hmm. for my jewelry venture that it's been on my list. And I'm just like, eh, I haven't gotten around to it. But now that you have told me that it's very good, um, I will use it. There are other things. There's like chemical cleaners and you can also Mm -hmm. like with there's, um, there's, uh, certain, um, what, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Um, brush. It's not a brush. It's like a cloth, like cloth. Yeah. You, you know, that yeah, you my mom to, uses that. Yeah. Um, and you can use like baking. So there's all kinds of tricks depending on the mm-hmm. metal. Um, but I mean, the ultrasonic thing, I think is probably the easiest because you literally just put it in there and then forget about yeah. it and it cleans it. Well, yeah. Um, so I'm going to wh- what we'll do is I will I actually just added it to my Amazon shop page. So I'll send you that. Um, it's yeah. under the gadgets category. I think it, it was won't work really- for me, though, because I'm in Canada. And you oh. have Amazon.com. Not well, I'll .ca. send you the one I use. And anybody who's listening who's not in Canada, you Which can check it out. Which is most of you. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was like $13 yeah. for like this. Yeah. And it's a pretty decent size. So anyway, yeah, yeah it's been something that's been on my list. I'm like, I'm just going to get it. And yeah. it works. So sweet. Cool. Anyway, Amazon. All right. Take care yeah, of the Amazon. world. Okay. Well, let's Should talk we get about, some- you know. Yeah, some stuff. fitness stuff. Let's talk about it. Um, I'm going to bring up some questions. We've got lots of great questions in our inbox, and we say it every time, and we'll keep saying it. If you have some questions you'd like to send in, or maybe even just topic ideas, you don't need a question. You could just say like, hey, I wish you guys would talk more about um, ultrasonic tooth stuff that cleans your teeth, whatever. Whatever you want us to talk about, just let us know. Um, send us an email and we will take it into consideration. And our email is Rachel muscle science for women, the number four at gmail.com. That's right. Hit okay. us up. Hit us up. Okay. So our first question is from Sydney and mm-hmm. Sydney says, love the pod. Love you guys. Let's mm-hmm. cut to the chase. Love that. Okay. She's mom of two, currently seven months postpartum. Congratulations, Sydney. I used to work out semi-regularly, cardio and weights, but haven't in many years as it was hard to find time after my first was born. Relatable. However, with weight gain during both pregnancies, I'm anxious to start a weightlifting routine again to shed the weight and build muscle. I'm coming back as basically a beginner because it's been so long, but I'm pretty strong naturally and always have been. That's awesome. 
I want to optimize my time as much as I can, because like I said, two kids and I work full time. What would you say is a good amount of time to spend weightlifting each day? How many days a week? What types of exercises do you think are best for, again, sort of quote unquote, a beginner? My goals right now are to shed fat, increase muscle mass. Um, and she's saying, I mean, she's got some stats here that aren't necessarily needed, but she's uh, 33. She's 5'10", 250. She wants to lean out. She wants to get down to about 160. She has a very sedentary job. Um, and says, I take walks and hikes with my kids in the spring, summer, but not in the winter because I hate it. Also relatable. And she says, right now I eat about 2000 calories a day, high protein, moderate fat, lowish carb. All right, Sydney, thanks for writing in. Thanks for sharing all of that. There's a lot of things yes. we can talk about here. I mean, are, is there anything that's sort of coming up for you right off the bat? So first of all, I love that she did share her stats because it just helps me um, get a better picture of like, you know, general body composition, where it's at, where she's looking to go, like she said. Um, and everybody is starts from their own place, right? So just based off of kind of what she said and the stats she provided, I think that um, some of the basic things that we talk about all the time are going to get her very far um, if she can start to get consistent with those. Um, and of course, with the building muscle side of things and losing body fat at the same time, I think that she has a very uh, good potential for some body recomposition, uh, meaning that she can lose body fat and build some muscle at the same time. Um, the biggest thing here is just being smart about the approach that she that she's going to take um, and understanding that like it's not going to happen right away as everything doesn't happen right away. Um, but I do think a few quick things, of course, join our muscle science for women program that will you know kick you off in the on the right foot in terms of following a progressive plan um something that you can adapt to where you're currently at um you know your current equipment all that stuff um and then also there is the whole you know, we have the whole route that you can go if your goal is to lose body fat we have the whole nutrition kind of breakdown of like what that would take um and where to kind of set yourself with that um, I would say that taking a kind of slower, steady approach here is probably going to be the best option, especially with her potential to uh, facilitate a lot of body recomposition with losing to body fat and building muscle at the same time. Um, you don't want to like go balls to the wall, drop your calories way too low and, and not be sustainable. Um, so I do think that more of like a moderate deficit or sorry, a small to moderate deficit while following through with the program and being consistent um, in terms of the hiking side of things. Absolutely. Keep it the hikes. If you don't want to go outside when it's cold, walking pad, get some steps in, pay attention to protein. I think you will make oodles. I don't know why I'm saying oodles. I can't <laughs> think of any other word. <laughs> oodles. It's adorable. <laughs> Jesus. Of progress in um, several months, just doing that. And then, when you, when and if you hit a stall, which is going to probably happen because it happens for everybody, um, then then we can look at some of the other kind of things to fine tune. Um, but I do think that you'll have a lot of success with just some of those simple things that we talk about. Simple but effective. So that's I, my take. What do you think? I make notes while we record and I just wrote oodles of progress because I want to remember that. <laughs> I love it. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. So everything you said, obviously super smart. 
do muscle science for women, super smart. The, just the sheer amount of resources that you will get. If you have questions about, am I really eating enough? Am I eating the right things? Muscle science for women will help you. If you're like, eh, I'm working out, but I'm kind of bored. I don't really like have a progressive plan in mind. Muscle science for women will help you. If you have questions about anything else, we are physically there within the program to answer questions for you. It's like a no brainer. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a good first piece of advice. I would also say in terms of her questions about like frequency and how much and stuff like that, obviously that's going to be really individual. And it's something that even if you were working with one of us one-on-one -on -one in a coaching capacity, we would still probably be tweaking that as we get to know a bit more about your life and your fitness level and your, the time that you have and stuff like that. Um, you haven't mentioned if you're breastfeeding, I'm assuming you're not because you haven't mentioned it. So that would kind of maybe come into play. And again, very general, generally speaking, like two days a week, 45 minutes to an hour workout would be a great place to start three to four days a week would probably for most people be better, but it's may not be realistic for you. And I would rather have somebody have a really solid two, maybe three day a week, strength, progressive strength training program that they can hit and feel good about then give them the super ambitious five days a week that they are constantly coming up short and not quite doing it and feeling like garbage. So, you know, again, mm -hmm. within two to four days a week would be great. If you have the energy and the ability and the time to, to do three to four days a week of strength training and you can recover and you, you know, you can do it amazing, but two, two to three days consistently, if you're doing it, if you're going in there with good intentions and you work hard, we'll, definitely mm -hmm. help. Um, and then in terms of efficiency, again, we, we want to look at, um, you know, multi-joint compound lifts, things that are going to be efficient for you. If you have limited time, maybe you have a half hour instead of an hour, and maybe you want to work more on like, you know, doing things that are going to work the most muscle in the least amount of time, um, focusing more on lower body. If you want to be like burning calories, burning fat, building big, strong muscles, it's more efficient really just from a, 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 theoretical standpoint to focus more on your quads and your glutes than it is to focus on your delts and your biceps mm -hmm. as fun as those may be to work out. Um, but you know, compound things like if you can safely and you like it, things like deadlifts and squats and weighted lunges and pull-ups and, you know, even mm -hmm. body weight stuff that's using your entire body, I think could be really beneficial versus, you know, if you had all the time in the world, maybe you were doing body part specific bodybuilding style workouts that may not be the most efficient way to do it. Um, mm -hmm. but these are things that you, you know, if you get a coach or you work with us or you figure out a plan, you kind of play it out for a few weeks, whatever, see how it feels. Do you feel like you're progressing? Do you feel like you're getting stronger? Do you feel like you're, um, you know, using your time wisely and does it feel good to you? Uh, mm -hmm. you can kind of make changes based on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I would say just to kind of wrap up what you said, you know, the, here's what I would do if I were you. I would obviously join the Muscle Science Forum program. Start with the two days a week, right? So we okay. have options two, three, or four days a week based off of where you're at. Start with the two days a week of lifting. Focus on getting consistent with that over the first month, right? Two days a week. The other time that you have, focus on getting your steps to a place that maybe you need to increase them from where they are. Um, something that's sustainable there. Get the nutrition in check in terms of focusing on protein. Um, and then work your way you know, build upon that. I, I would say people tend to get too like 
these words that are coming to my head today, rambunctious. I don't even know if that fits, but again, another word coming to my head. Use someone's Um, grandpa. (laughs) They get rambunctious. Does that even make sense from the beginning? And they set goals that are a little bit too um, far-fetched and then potentially fail at those and then feel like they failed and then give up um, or they're just not as able to be consistent. So get yourself small wins first, build that momentum first with those two days a week um, and then build up from there. And exactly what Ashley said, like even in our program too, the way that it's laid out is it's giving you the way that we lay out things is the first part of the workout is going to be like your main metric lifts, your more compound lifts. And then the second half of the workout is going to be more of like the accessory and isolation. So if you don't have time to do the second half of the workout, focus on the first part and get through that and you'll get a lot accomplished. Mm -hmm. So and one more thing, Sydney, one more thing, and this is going to be the least popular thing we've <laughs> said so far is you need to move more throughout the day and prioritize that before the strength training. It, I mean that in a way of like overall health and fat loss, like yes, building muscle is really good for so many things, including fat loss. It's going to help. But again, if you're working out three days a week, but you're walking 1000 steps a day, like that's going to, mm-hmm. that's going to slow you down big time. And I get, cause I'm literally struggling with the exact same thing. I am in the depths of winter right now and it sucks outside and I do not want to be out there. And most of the time, well, I guess we just had a blizzard. So you got to give me a little bit of a break, but I really am like forcing myself and really trying hard to just find ways to move more during the day because the workouts just don't make up for it. Mm-hmm. So walking as much as you can, hiking as much as you can, moving somehow inside. If you have any kind of like cardio equipment, a walking pad, a bike, anything, um, you know, if you have your kids and you're bored and you go to the mall or go to an indoor play place, walk around or something like that, just getting less. And you said you have a sedentary job too. So less time spent not moving, more time spent Mm -hmm. moving is really going to help kickstart some things for you. Yeah. And one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) This is for all our walking pad people, because this is a little hack that I've discovered over the last two weeks or one, whatever, however, how long I've had the walking pad Um, that has helped me because even for me, like I love walking, but it's even like a little bit of a do I really want to walk right now or would I rather sit? Something that I found is that when I start the day and this is if whether you're going into the office, uh, you know, have your walking pad at your, your desk in the office or if you're working from home at your desk, um, finish the day with walking, right? When you're finishing your day with with work, even if it's 10 minutes at the end of the day, just finish off those last few emails or what you like what I do is I set my next day up, like I set my to-do list for the next day. While you're doing that, walk on your walking pad, keep the walking pad set up so that the next morning it's there and it would take you more effort to move it right away than it would to get on it for another 10 minutes and start your day with those 10 minutes of walking. And then you can move the pad out of the way, go on with the rest of your day. And then again, in the afternoon to end the day, get back on it. So it's kind of taking away that uh, resistance from setting it up uh, in the morning when you just kind of leave it there at the end of the day. So that's a little tip that I found to just help me to, to be consistent there. And again, like 10 minutes, if you really think about that, it goes by super quick and you'll probably find yourself on it for like 30 minutes and not even realize. Um, yeah. So little hack and now I'm going to shut up. I think we crushed that. Okay. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you for Thank writing you for in. Thank you for the question. 
Okay. So one thing, and this is um, convenient because our sponsor today is NutriSense and we got a bunch of questions. We got a bunch of feedback from people when we first kind of talked about our CGM experiment. Um, and so we, some of them are kind of, you know, they're questions we aren't going to answer here, but some, uh, Katie wrote in and she said, um, I'd love for you to, she's talking about the NutriSense, um, episode. I'd love for you to, to use that, uh, information to show people that carbs and sugars are not evil and that athletes need them for fuel. So, and I think we, I think we were pretty like balanced in our talking about it and stuff. And, you know, I, mm -hmm. it, I recently was answering some questions on, on Instagram too, that kind of related to this where, and I think one of the things that gets messed up in social media, we've talked about this so much in the way influencers or health people communicate is that there isn't any room or space for nuance. And I had answered some question about carbs or whatever. And I'm like, there can be many truths at the same time. Two truths about carbs that can coexist are can you eat too many carbs and that can make you gain weight and feel not good and it can be bad for you? Yes. Are carbs a great, uh, useful, and in some people's cases, necessary um, macro that makes you perform better and feel better and have a happier life? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Carbs are healthy, they can also be unhealthy. I don't think, you know, there's room for both of these conversations. I think that neither of us are big fans of demonizing carbs, period. We talk about that all the time. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the cool things about doing this little experiment with NutriSense is that you can see, because it really does depend on the individual, what threshold of carbs isn't good for you anymore? What types of carbs aren't good for you? What timing really is optimized for you? And, you know, we don't have to get so granular all the time, but if you're someone who's looking to have some questions answered, this is a really great personal, really kind of easy to use way to figure some of these things out. Um, so yeah, Katie, to your point, like absolutely carbs are mm -hmm. not evil. Um, they can be misused. They can be problematic in, for some people in some situations, but so can pretty much everything. Everything yeah. is bad <laughs> or good, <Yeah. laughs> depending on how you use it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think it's also just making sure to keep in perspective. Um, if you do use the NutriSense, just being like listening to what we said, especially in our previous episode, um, when we talked about a little bit, it's like, there are some days where you might see some things happening on the the monitor that may be outside of the food that you're eating, right? So that's another thing just keep in mind, like when you do your workouts, your blood sugar is going to spike, right? When you're stressed out or you're not sleeping, it's going to like uh, things are going to happen. So the biggest thing that I'm going to say, especially with using a continuous glucose monitor is the tr just like we talk about everything else. It's the trends that you want to look at um, and making sure that you're taking that data collectively. And it's not like, oh, you see it one time and you're like, I can't eat that. That's mm -hmm. not the case. Um, being smart about how you interpret the data is just as important as getting the data. Because there are a lot of people who can completely get stressed out. And I've worked with clients before with this too, where they're so focused on not getting a blood sugar spike that they forget about all the other things that are actually leading to the results that they want. Um, so we just need to make sure that we use that data in a smart way that's not gonna you know add more stress and actually take away from all the other things that matter potentially more so just reiterating that for everyone mm -hmm. 
hundred percent. And also for folks who are like, eh, is this like too biohacky for me? Is this too intense? Like I, in my current phase of life, I, I guess I'm curious. I'm a curious person, but I'm also like the least interested in biohacking extra stuff than I've ever been mm -hmm. in my life. Um, and the cool thing about this process is that it doesn't have to be this massive investment. It's not a ton of work. It's not a ton of time. A CGM lasts for two weeks. You know, you could do, you could have two of them. You could take a month with our, um, with our kind of special offer with NutriSense for our listeners, you get uh, $30 off your first month where you get two sensors for free, free shipping. And then you get with that month free nutritionist support within the app. So they talk to you and are like, Hey, I've noticed your stuff. And here's some, some advice that I have, or mm -hmm. you can ask them questions. It's one month, right? Like you can keep going as long as you want to, or need to, but you could also just do this for a month and be like, mm -hmm. I learned some things. I figured some things out. I had a cool experience, whatever, and move on. It doesn't have to be this huge, um, mm -hmm. intense, thing, stressful thing. Right. So, yeah. Um, and you could do it for a month and see what you notice and maybe implement some changes and then do it again in four or five months and see right. some things that are happening. Cause right. Yeah. It's just interesting. It's just information. So did you put your second one right back on? Like, did you not you yet? Your, no. Yeah. Me neither. So I, I feel like you and I should like figure out just to like optimize the opportunity that we have to communicate mm -hmm. with people and talk about this. You and I should like figure out for our next CGM, like, should we do it strategically or like, should we plan some things or, yeah. you know, like you said some the last thing. time, like eat a bunch of donuts or something and figure out how it makes us feel. Um, yeah. So we'll have to figure that out offline. But for anybody who is interested, the link, um, our sort of dedicated link that'll take you to the discount is in the show notes, or you can just go to nutrisenseio.com forward slash MSW, or you can just go to nutrisenseio.com, use the promo code MSW, you'll get the same um, offer mm -hmm. that we just talked about and um, try it out. And if anybody does kind of take us up on this and do it, we would love feedback. We'd love to hear if you learned anything, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what you thought. Um, so send us sort of your reviews because we'd really like to hear mm -hmm. what you guys learned from it too. Um, you can email us what you think. Absolutely. Cool. All right. You think that's uh, about it for today? Yeah. Or? All right, cool. Yeah, let's wrap it up and we'll, we have more questions we'll get to on the next episode. All right. Maybe you can steal a really cute puppy and another cute puppy because you already have one, but steal, steal another one from your part-time job and, and bring them to yeah. the next episode. That would be great. All Will right. Till next I'll time, guys. Take, Til next take time. care of yourself. Don't Bye. do stupid shit and don't be insane. I said hey, something nice. Why'd you leave for me once? hanging? Okay, no, I so said, I just, oh, I just we're said not take saying care that of every time. Well, well, I mean, we need that with complete love. It's like I say that to myself every day. That's true. Don't do stupid That's true. Shit. Don't That's be true. insane. That reminds me of the my favorite one of my favorite memes on the internet is I'm sure you've seen it or I've sent it to you or you've sent it to me and it's just like a person dressed in a bear costume and it says something like have you drunk any water today, bitch? Or something like that. Like, bitch, did you drink any water? Because I'm like, that is that is what I need. Can you send, I, need, I don't like, think you sent that to me. But I, I got to find it. I'll resend it to you. It's literally my favorite meme, amazing. and it is so relevant to my life. So, oh yeah. my gosh, I love it. All, All right, right. Well, guys. if you enjoyed this podcast, definitely leave us a rating and review, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.